Hello, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Sport Project Podcast, and there's myself, Sash, and Carlo with you this evening. Now, Paulie Renee's got a bit of a headache after, um, is it a rough day at work or the celebrations of the grand final? We'll never know. She's told us it's a work, so we're just going to believe her for now. Um, guys, we've got a fair bit to talk about, haven't we? We've just seen two grand finals go past. We do have to have a conversation about who's going to be the best and fairest for the kick-ons. I think Dusty Martin's going to be fair up there with the old Richmond cheese. winning. The cheese. Yeah, I think I think the cheese from Melbourne Storm, Brendan Smith, he's going to have a good go. Cameron Munster doesn't look like he's going to be far behind him. And the big fella, Nelson Asafa Solomon, I think he's going to rip in hard. But that's going to come That's going to come later in on the show. I'm going to get your opinions on that later, Carlo. But what we are going to kick off with first, we are, of course, out of lockdown in Melbourne. I just want to, I just want to embrace that just for a moment. And I just want to celebrate the fact that we are, as of midnight tonight, we're filming the show on a Tuesday. We're allowed outside. We can go to cafes. We can go to restaurants. We can go to bars. I can go stay at a hotel. I probably won't do any of these things, but the fact that I can, that's a big step. Now so, it's, um, so, so basically everything that me and Sasha have been able to do for the last six months, basically. Yes, but in smaller numbers. <laughs> like, yeah, like, you can have one person in a gym and one person in a pub. Yeah, you see, it's really the gym, the, heaps of fun. The gyms, the gyms won't be open, which is you know, an important part of people's mental health and people's health in general. Uh, but yeah, they still won't be open. The bottle holes have stayed open right the way through, but the gyms can't do that. And they're going to be reopened on the 8th of November. Uh, so we are going to celebrate that. But listen, Melbourne is opening. Melbourne, as of tonight, Melbourne is reopening. We are about to dance into the Melbourne Cup, but we have just seen the Cox Plate go. Did anybody pick the winner? Yep. No. Did you really, yes, Sash? Uh, yeah, but yes, I mean, no. You didn't? No, I picked well, Magatu. Yeah. He came fourth. Do you know what? He had a good, he had a good run, too. Like, he was, I thought he was pretty unlucky, Magatu, but um, I love like the dragon there. Lucky. No, no, Mate, listen, listen, listen. Mogatu was absolutely phenomenal. He got really unlucky in the jump. He jumped and he had to sit three wide. Yeah. He did get the posit. He couldn't get out. And if you knew the conditions in Melbourne that day, it was windy as all. So he took the wind pretty much all the way through the race. Johnny Allen, I thought, we was extremely unlucky not getting him here, not getting him to sit behind him, getting him to switch off. The horse has got incredible talent. Our, our friend Sonny is um, one of the shareholders on it. But I honestly thought, even with the run that he had, I still thought he was going to win and I still thought it was good enough to win but no it was the man himself Glenn Boss on Sir Dragon that, that, um, that, that took the spoils and it hasn't come easy for him for Glenn Boss to be perfectly honest he, he came back from overseas and he just he just got straight into winning things but on his on his ride on Sir Dragon and the Cox Plate he stood up as all jockeys do on the horse when you win a big race like this they stand up in the saddle they cheer to where the crowd is or where the crowd should be and they celebrate their win now due to I'm not quite sure of the stewards rulings on this but they fined him a thousand dollars for his celebration crossing the line um and i find that absolutely bizarre i i cannot understand for one second for standing up and saluting the crowd standing up and saluting where the crowd should be he said it was that freaky in that area at mooney valley on that day he stood up and he yelled yes and he cheered and he heard his voice reverberating back to him he said it was really freaky and really eerie and something he wishes they never have to go through again but yeah the stewards have fined him a thousand dollars for it and his argument was he said look we've got people in lockdown we've got people in covid uh, and they're not allowed out the house so we've got this new audience that we're now 
now projecting to. People that have never been interested in horse racing, but realistically, they don't have much else to watch. So they're watching a lot more. So we've got to really engage with these people. We've got to get them the atmosphere that they have. And he says, I'm, I'm a multiple group one winning jockey. But these are, st- these are still big moments in my career. These are big wins for me. And I'm not compressing that for anybody. Now, what do you think of that? Do you think he's right? Do you think they should have been fined? Or? No, no way. I think that's just bullshit. Every jockey sort of gets in the end and celebrates. Just, I don't know if it was just like you said, there was no crowd and you could hear him a little bit more mm-hmm. than, um, than usual. But I think that is absolutely fucking ridiculous. It's like saying as soon as you score a try, you can't get around your teammates. You just got to literally score a try and then walk back to the um, to the centre point. You know, it's just crazy. Wow. Well, I was going to say exactly the same. At the moment, <clears throat> the football players in, in, in all codes, you can't celebrate when you score, but you can tackle someone very, very close. You know, it just makes no rhyme or reason. And then a bloke who's on a horse who's nowhere near anyone <laughs> can't stand up and celebrate come on man it's only, it's, Victoria, it, only in Victoria can craziness get even crazier currently like, it's, it's the year of 2020 where absolutely fucking nothing surprises you anymore so the oh, fact that he's been fined a thousand dollars for that he says it's an absolute joke he was interviewed on the racing channel they said bossy they said look we respect the stewards after implement all these rules we also really love the fact that you have still brought a little bit of passion he said it was the highlight of many people's days to see you celebrate like that I, and they even Offered to, they even offered to chip money in the hat and pay the thousand dollars for him, well, which I'm sure he's not short of. Including GST, or was it excluding GST? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I would have charged Huey Bowman. He should have been on that horse. I know. Insane. Let Huey pay for it. He was the one who should have been riding it. Can we, can we just man. slap Huey in the face a little bit more? He's already missed out on a cock's plate. Oh. Imagine, well, he, he did get four with winks. So yeah, it's, it's about yeah, time to give somebody else a go. He also put Glenn Boss on that horse as well. Like yeah. he, that was the referral that he put to, to yeah. the owners. I was listening to it on uh, whilst I was in Port Stevens. We went on holiday, by the way, Chris. So just uh, don't get jealous. But um, yeah, as we was uh, in, the, in the hotel. Yeah, we got plum- Hi, darling. From your missus, yeah. From your missus. Oh, <laughs> too boy. Soon. Too soon. Oh, boy. Hi, Jamie. Yeah, just go and have a claim. It's okay. <laughs> oh, There's your headline. She don't listen. Oh, she doesn't. So here on the Sports Project, we also talk about STDs and how to cure them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Carlo would have had to get sex to get an STD, so we know he's clean. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that, that's a sad situation for Glenn Boss. I mean, that's what's come out of the Cox Plate. That's just the kind of year that we're having. Not, not just here in Melbourne, but all over the world is these things that are happening they're just they're completely bizarre but congratulations to him on and to Dragonet and all the um, and all the combinations involved it was a, it was an incredible win it's very disappointing that Mugger 2 didn't get the, the prize for Sonny and um, for all of us that backed it but yeah that was it and uh, and of course now we do roll in to the Melbourne Cup that starts with the Victoria Derby on Saturday where I'm, I'm a little bit unsure about this I've been looking at the field and, I, and, and I'm really I'm really quite stuck with it Young Werther is a favourite three uh, $3.60 actually Damien Oliver for Danny O'Brien it's only had two starts 1-1 finished second and it's going into now the Victoria Derby um, I, I, I'm just not quite sure it's obviously an extra, extremely talented horse that's the reason it's favourite but, it's, but with only two starts under its belt I think there's a lot more experienced horses in there which could um, could, could really take it out I, I like let's crack a deal I thought that was carrying up unlucky last Ooh, time yeah, I like that I thought Cherry Tortilla like was absolutely brilliant and stuck on really well um, I like 
like El Brado, you, you, you could honestly Johnny get angry. That's, that's on the drift now, but it's no slouch itself. There's, there's probably a handful of six or seven in there that you could give a, a really good effort to, but that's going to lead us into um, the Victoria Derby on Saturday here down at Flemington. And I know this is probably not get edited and put out in time, but El Buna runs tomorrow. Randwick, Kensington, race four, number eight, El Buna. Sure horse, isn't it? That's my horse, yes. Yeah. Paying, uh, paying, it's currently paying $5. We'll see how the track plays out, but that's my tip. I'm going to, that's Smithy sure thing for this week. My own <laughs> horse. Now, is that an actual short tip, Smith, or is it just because you own it, you're going to back it? No, no it's, it's, it's a tip. I like it. I honestly <laughs> really like it. What are you laughing at? Yeah, well, you're lucky, you're lucky that I like playing just a tip, so I'm going to back it. Smithy, is there, is there still no crowds going to be into the Melbourne Cup? No, I mean, um, no, the, the, the VRC, the Victoria Racing Club and the um, and the officials at Melbourne were really trying with the government to just get some people through there, even if it was just owners and a couple of members and VVIPs. They just wanted some form of um, activity in and around that. And I think potentially a Cox Plate was going to be the um, the stepping stone for that. Because initially the, the government turned around and says, yes, we're going to have 500 people of owners and members, a mix at the Cox Plate. And of course, a lot of Melbourne business owners stood up straight away instantly and said, well, that's ridiculous. We can't open our cafes to anyone, but you can have people at a horse race and we can't open our businesses and trade like to make a living, but you can have people at a horse race for pleasure. So the government quickly backflipped on that and said, literally within a couple of hours of agreeing and making that announcement, they retracted the announcement and just said, no, well, we can't do it. And I think then that, I think that then, you know, set the pathway for the Melbourne Cup. They, They tried so, so hard to get people through the door and it's going to be a year that a lot of people will really want to forget but it's going to be one of, um, uh, of yeah great effects in the Melbourne Cup because as we know the city of Victoria with as hard as it's gone through right now they rely on a lot of tourism coming in for the Melbourne Cup a lot of businesses rely on the business for a lot of hotels and you know Airbnbs rely on on, on people coming and staying here so it, it's going to have a real knock on effect and in the words of Glenn Boss I hope, he's really right I hope we never ever see anything like this again but who knows history proves otherwise Smith every hundred years eh? Yeah, <laughs> well, if it's every hundred years, I'll probably still see the next one. There's <laughs> <laughs> no way you're going to make it then. No so way. If I make it ten, I'll be happy. Uh, yeah, that, that, that wraps us. That wraps us up because we're going to come to you with um, the winner of the Melbourne Cup next week. So we've got no point in talking too much about that. We're still a week away from there, and a lot I'm of things can change. That, so. so it's looking yeah. like a field, looking like a cracking yeah. field. So I'm pretty excited. So what should we move on to now? AFL or NRL? Let's go AFL. Let's go AFL. I mean AFL. Uh, I want to say AFL because I want to see if anybody else watched it but me. Yeah, I, I did. did. I, I did. thought it was a good game. Yeah, I did. I, do you know what a crack? What about the injuries to start with? You know, uh, the Richmond player who, who got a head knock in the first five minutes. You know, that that screamed over. <laughs> I, I was running late because I thought we went out for dinner and I thought, oh, I've missed it. But yeah, unfortunately, the Richmond player, I don't know his name. I can't remember his name, but uh, he got he got cleaned out. He got yeah, cleaned out. We saw Gary Ablett go down clutching his shoulder as well. Fortunately, yeah, for in his yeah, last game of an absolute is is an absolute icon, as was his father. You know, both played at the Geelong Colours and, and he's absolutely idolised down at Geelong. So if he, he it would have taken a lot yeah. to have him out of that game to finish with. A bit of a question though for you guys. If if like that was done in the first half, what do you do? You know, he, it looks like he's He's broken a ro- uh, broken a rotator cuff in his shoulder. Therefore, that would have been so painful to. Did to you see it? How he did it? 
Yeah, yeah. He landed, he landed straight on his elbow, his elbow. and went yeah. through the back. But that's yeah. what uh, he would have went in, got a couple of quarter zones, bit of painkiller, mate, and straight out. But from from I mean, a from a coach's point of view, or even a player's point of view, I know you want to play out there, but if you're in, you can't. Uh, well, I suppose uh, Cooper Crump Crump did it in the 2000 and what was it, 16? Yeah, Burgess, Burgess with his cheekbone. Yep, yep. Burgess with his cheekbone. 2018, wasn't it? 2018, Cooper Crump broke his wing and, and, and just obviously still played on, but he'd, he'd Kind of never did much, but you seen on the face of uh, Gary Ablett Jr. He couldn't, he couldn't mobilize, he couldn't move. Mm. Uh, every time he went down, he was grimacing, couldn't kill the ball. When's enough enough? You know, when do you, when do you say, listen, I know it's a grand final, I know it's your last game, but we we want to try and win it. You know, I felt I felt like there was a player down constantly because of Gary Ablett Jr. And I think when Gary Ablett came back to Geelong, they understood that a, a sixty or seventy percent Gary Ablett was still worth his weight in gold. It's still a hundred percent of most other um, players that you've got on your roster, and I don't think any of that's going to change it could still do something quite special mm. even in, in that kind of condition it, sadly it didn't it didn't get the opportunity to but I, I reckon he, he could have still done, came up with um, a bit of a game changer even in even in a bit of an injured position but you know all the spoils all the celebrations everything else went to Richmond and three time um, award winner Dusty Martin now if you remember if, if you remember Dusty Martin after the last time he won it he left his car at the MCG for three weeks so how fucking long do you think his car's going to be at the Gabba now I don't think it have a pick it up if you haven't seen it have a look at the there's a, a an Instagram account called Mad Mondays and they just really follow Mad Mondays and kick-ons and it's really interesting and they've got all this footage from Richmond players and Melbourne Storm players where they're kicking on after their grand final success and he's there with um the whole Richmond team are there with yeah, Fish TV and, and Stafford Brothers are there after uh, that. That was just uh, down the road at my mate's um my mate's place. Miss was Pete, it? Down in the Gold Coast. Yeah, he's um he was with them and he said they um obviously behaving themselves. Um mm. but it was uh, um it was pretty wild times with the Fisher and that and the boys. So Yeah, well is is that why is that the reason we've not got any video footage of you right now on live because you've been out with him or you're still out with him. Are you still wearing that's, your Richmond that's, kit? That's why I said <laughs> they were behaving themselves. If I get <laughs> Caught alongside him. We're all behaving ourselves. <laughs> the, the game, the game itself. Though, I thought Geelong was in it all the way, apart from the the, the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, they, they just got blew out of the water, didn't they? By, yep. by I Richmond. think they, I think they, they like, jumped to a twenty-two point lead. They jumped to a 20, 22 point lead early yep. on. Yep. And I thought it was going to be Geelong's time. I thought, wow, they, they caught Richmond off guard, mate, and they really blew out. But it just took a couple of key players for Richmond to really turn it on them. You don't really have an answer to that when it Dusty Martin pulled it off. Yeah, it was like game, that, of two, yeah. game of two halves. Um, what impressed me most about Dusty, like it was his goals not even from set plays like it was just literally Broken snap place. kicks and yeah. and right from the most ridiculous angles and like something mm. like that is just to show how much of a special player he is he just lifted the whole team in the third and fourth quarter and literally won the game for him yeah oh no he's, he's, a, he's a phenomenal talent he's a is a, an absolute freak of a player but um yeah congratulations Richmond and and um, we might still be talking this time next week and they might still be partying on so if they are no doubt no doubt the, the first <laughs> The first night grand final in AFL history, the first grand final outside of Melbourne. Do you think it's one where it's going to make people look and go, do you know what, we should have more outside of, of Melbourne or we should have more nah. night grand finals? Or do you nah. just think it's a one-off? Nah. One-off. Nah. People are yeah, too passionate in Melbourne. They're just way too passionate. Like I've never seen it. Oh, Carl, I don't know if you've been down to an AFL grand final, no, Chris. Not yet. That's pretty, mm. You have, haven't you? 
down in Melbourne. Yeah. Have you, have you, no. Yeah, it's just the atmosphere is is next level. You can get 100,000 plus in the MCG. People are literally crying at the end of the game. Like if their team loses, if their team wins, they're still crying. They're crying with happiness and joy. You go to the NRL grand, grand final, no one gives a fuck. Everyone's thinking, Tim, no one even knows the score by the end. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's totally different. I think it, I think it was great to have it up there in terms of trying to grow the game up north. Yep. But uh, I think it, that's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be a one-off. They took a piece of the, the hallowed turf. They took a piece from the MCG and put it <laughs> center. Up, like, yeah. in the center. No, they didn't. They put it out there. It was on the, the side. It was outside the, the pitch. It wasn't even on the fucking field. Wasn't it? Didn't, no. no. <laughs> It's outside. Completely not a waste of time in my eyes, but there you yeah, go. They're still wanted a bit of the MCG okay. there. That's one. Uh, well, apparently the uh, the viewing figures were in of 3.812 million viewers. So everyone thought, because obviously COVID, you can't go with the game. Everyone's going to watch it on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it didn't break a record. I think the, the highest record was around 5 million. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So it didn't break mm-hmm. a record. But um, yeah, there you go. And also, the funniest part, what about... The siren goes off, blokes going round, so high five everyone, and a bloke gives him a watch, but everyone, everyone's gone out and said, Oh, he gave him he gave him a bag of drugs. And it, it was a gold watch. It wasn't a gold watch. It was a Carol. gold watch. He flicked it. Was a gold- it. He flicked it at least yeah, three yeah, times. A, that was a not gold a gold watch. watch. It's it a was. Gold watch. I've just watched it now. You don't flick a gold watch, Carlos. <laughs> he's, flicking, he's tried giving him back. He's tried giving his socks. He's, he's stuck in his sock. sock. Yeah, yeah. But it, was, it actually was a gold watch for all those. Uh, who, if you want to go and look at it, but I just thought that was hilarious because it, it just stirred everyone up. Everyone's going. Oh! What's he just giving him? What's he giving him there? Because he puts it in his socks. That was the best part of it. Classic yeah. hiding hole if you were to have drugs and if you were to do drugs, it's just to put it in your sock. Oh, yeah, bloke at a pub told me. Stick it in your sock. Richmond 2-12-9-81 beating Geelong 7-8-50. You wouldn't have thought that 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 kind of score after the third quarter at all, but hey, I, yeah. ju- I just want—I just want to call you out and see if you know what all those numbers mean. Yeah, goals behind, <laughs> moron. You got it on your laptop, you turd. You had no idea. No, Quickly no, move no, on no, before no. you embarrass yourself. Tell us, did you play soccer on the weekend? Yeah, no, bothered. Did. No, bothered. Well, no, bothered. Well, all right. <laughs> I want to play fifth grade fucking soccer on the weekend for the Bungendore Munchals. <laughs> no one gives a fuck, mate. NRL, let's go. <laughs> Who brought him? In fact, we didn't. Let's just turn him off. Oh, come on, let's talk about NRL Grand Final. I think I tipped this at the start of the season. You yeah, did. Come you on. Did I did. I did. Mm. Mo did. What do we think of it? What do we think of it? Well, huh? uh, well I think it was a game of two halves again. You know, at the end of the day, <laughs> Panthers, Panthers didn't even turn up the first half. Storm were clinical. They were doing everything. They had a bit of help from the referee, but... Um, I think they were just way too classy. Hey, they just they outclassed them, outplayed them. Um, their game plan was better. And even when Panthers started scoring meat pies in the second half, they still didn't even look like they were going to win. Like it was, you know, Bellamy was carrying on like an absolute pork chop. I love him. That was excellent <laughs> by him. But like he had nothing to worry about. He was never going to lose that. When you when you say they had help from the referee, what do you mean? Oh, I just look. I think a few calls 
probably went um, Melbourne's way in the, early in the first half. But look at that. I don't think Apparently it dictated the game. I don't think Apparently it dictated try. the game. Yeah, oh, that's that definitely a penalty try. You can't throw your leg out and knock it out oh, of his own. Well, and he's purposely oh. doing it. You've seen his, his eyes. His eyes are looking at where the ball is, and he's threw his leg out towards it. It's ironic mm. that that rule was changed because Billy Slater did it. And, mm-hmm. um, and got you know obviously they changed the rule after that but then it's come into effect and it's gone in the favour of the storm doesn't uh, matter but, who made the it, rule up you've met the rules the rule yeah that's right that's right but what a strange start I thought it was a very strange yeah. grand final I thought the kickoff was strange, you know, the, the, the start where, where Melbourne you know, like kind of uh, made a mistake and then the Panthers failed to, to capitalise on anything that, that they got but uh, the storm goes out to a 22 nil. Uh, lead at half time you just think it's all over for the Panthers but all credit to the Panthers they come back and uh, yeah. they show the true fighters but Bellamy turned around and said well I'm pretty sure that the, the referees let them uh, let them dictate the pace of the game the, the calls of the game you know to try and make it a close one I think he'll be in a bit of hot water bellyache uh, for those comments but we'll, we'll see but the Simbins I'd like to get your takes on on the, especially the Jerome Lewis, like, um, uh Jerome, Jerome Hughes. Hughes sorry Jerome Hughes uh, is, is Simbin I never thought it was a Simbin in the day but mind blowing mind blowing I don't know I'm, I just want to quickly backtrack a second there and have a talk about how I how I believe that Melbourne got that fine front so will you believe in a grand final you're going to play some little uh, pretty safe rugby league you're going to play down the middle you're going to play um, nice and safe you're going to get to the kick and you're going to complete your sets they didn't necessarily do that they expected a compressed defence from the Panthers and then they started throwing it wide. And then you got the prop forwards that throw the ball out. Jesse Bromwich is happily working as a first mark, uh, sorry, a first hander. And, and, and I just think they really caught him off guard. In terms of everything else, I think what we've credited Benrith for all year was their actual downfall in a big game like that. And it's the young combination of the halfbacks. They didn't really direct the forward back. They didn't direct the backs the way they have been doing all year against the opposition. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the stage was big. It was worth absolutely everything. And when it come to it, it's still a young combination like Cameron Munster and your Jerome Hughes but you've got the likes of Cameron Smith that's directing that and that was the main difference I think I, I honestly believe that and I just yeah, think they kind of torn them apart yeah. after that but when in terms of the in terms of the uh, the, the sin bin I was honestly gobsmacked by some of this I, I couldn't believe it well he, he's, he's allowed to hold his ground that's the rule he's allowed to hold his ground and I think he made he stepped in the direction but he held his ground so therefore he's not obstructing he's just holding the ground that he's going for and therefore I, I think I thought it was a I, well I thought it was a penalty if anything I didn't think it was a, a professional foul and a simbin and, I, and I'm a bit, I was a bit disappointed with that decision I think Ryan Pappenhausen was just outstanding um, just to think that two years ago no one wanted this lad and he's just won the, the, the Clive Churchill medal you know outstanding outstanding I'll tell you what happened with me right so when it got towards the end they turned, they flicked the sound off and I couldn't quite hear what was going on and I just saw Cam Smith up there talking and I just assumed that he won the uh, the Churchill Medal purely because my sports bet got paid out. So I'm there running around going, yeah, yeah, he won the Sir Churchill, get around him. And someone goes, mate, he didn't at all. Can I go, mate, I got paid out. And apparently it was a massive blunder by sports bet. Do, do, have, they, have they left you with the money or have they taken it back? I don't know, let me go and check. <laughs> and there it goes, just like that, we've lost him again. Off. And yeah. he's off. But yeah, he goes, yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm still good. So good. And what an absolute massive effort though from the storm. If you think about it, they've been in their own bubble in the in the Sunshine Coast yeah. all this time. You know, they have really been the, the rugby league gypsies, haven't they? Gone from Albury to um wherever they've gone, you know, they've travelled far and wide. <laughs> 
and yet they've kept this uh, this core together. And and uh, even Belly said he said a couple of times uh, a couple of the players were, were thinking about going home, just dropping yeah. it and going home because they were missing the family, and they didn't. They persevered. But who knows what next year is going to bring? But um, the big question that's on everyone's lips is: Will Cameron Smith retire? No. So you're saying um, no, I I thought no. The way he's playing, I I thought honestly everything would lie on that game. If he wins the grand final, he's going to retire because there's no guarantees you're going to finish on winning a grand final like that under the circumstances that they've been under. But he's, he's, he's shown that he's still got so much left. Mm. He's as fit as anybody out there at 37 years old. Now he obviously rehabs his body extremely well. Um, and the, the only thought on my mind now is that if he does play on, where will he be? Will he stay well, in Melbourne or will he take it up to Brisbane? Well, uh, the news has come out now and said he's been having painkilling injections since round 12, which is epic. Uh, even in the pre-game and in his shoulder, time, in his shoulder. Yeah. So, mm. and I'll tell you why. What and the class of Cameron Smith. I think he will retire, but I don't think he was mentioning it after the the, the grand final because then it's mm. all about him and it takes away the shine from the players. I, I, I thought, I still think he'll retire uh, in a couple of weeks. I think it'll come out, but I think mm. for him not to mention it now just shows what that yeah. means to him and his family. To the fact that he didn't want to take the, the shine away from, from an outstanding team performance. So I still think he'll retire. I don't think he'll play on. I think his body's given up uh, considering that he's, he's been having injections for since round 12. You don't do that on unless you are going to probably stop so that's my take on it yeah it's uh, it's, it's a funny one but it's been nothing but compliments all around Craig Bellamy gave him nothing but massive raps from yeah. you know even from when he first started out playing the game he said senior players when Cameron Smith coming as a young age walked in and said listen this kid's special he's got something really special so it's something that players and coaching staff have seen from a very early age and he's not disappointed so whatever he does I think he's arguably the greatest we've ever seen I think he's, 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 I think he's, he has to be up there with the greatest that's ever played the game. Yeah. No, without a shadow of a doubt. What he's achieved. I mean, love him, I hate him. You can't, I don't think you can take I that kind of honour away from him. How, how can you hate a man with that talent? I think uh, he is the next, uh, well, he might not be the next immortal, but he's an immortal in waiting, isn't he? Without doubt. Yeah. There's yeah. no one, like, there's, there's a whole list there. Billy Slater, um, Jonathan Thurston, you know, Cameron Smith. Sasha Mozarek. Huh? Oh. Yeah, I'm up there, hey. Um, to be honest, I was literally just looking at me fucking head then, and I thought, I don't know where Hannah is, but there's that producer, but she's definitely put the age app on my fucking head, hey. Oh, so, you look like you're so, looking in the back of a spoon. Oh, my fucking God. That's why I got rid of all the mirrors in my house. I couldn't handle looking at myself anymore, so now I can see me. This is bad, eh? Hey? You, you would scare hurry an empty up and house. Wrap this, hurry up and wrap this thing up, eh? Hey? Yeah. You would scare an empty house, you. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> that's all we've got. We've got a nice, short, short and sweet show. No, we've got. Oh, no, we've not. Well, what else no, we've we not. We've got heaps to go. Like what? We've got, we got Khabib, who's just oh, retired. Oh, yeah, we forgot about that. The big one. MMA. <laughs> And then, and, then, and then don't ever do that no 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 yeah Khabib Neg Neg no, I don't know how to say Negamorov Negamorov that one yeah no 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 Lemonchenko Lemonchenko anyway let's call him Khabib first name terms he swore he would never ever fight without his father in his corner sadly his father passed away earlier this year um, and he said well he's already agreed to fight while his father was here so he will fight the fight and then that's it he will retire and um, true to his word he has so he will retire now 29 unbeaten as the best ever 
to work out to God. Now, do we agree that that's well-deserved? I'd love to start this off and say, absolutely. This training um, this training corner has come out and says, listen, he's that much of a beast. He's that switched on. He's come from the mountains of Uzbekistan or somewhere like that, I think it is. Is where he actually lives and from. Wrestling bears when he was young. Everybody said he was a strange when he was weird from when he stepped in. But his coaching staff have all said he refuses, literally refuses to lose a round even in training. He will never, ever, ever lose a round to anybody. Not his sparring partners, not his coaching staff, not his elite. They said he's never lost a round in training because that gives them the mindset they'll never lose one in the octagon. And there you go. He's 29 and 0 and now stood down. Is he the best we've seen? So sorry, 29 fights he's, he's had? 29 fights, zero losses. Look, it's pretty good. Like, but you, you compare, like, how long has his career been for? About 29 so, fights. Well, in terms of length. Because if you look at someone like, and I'll compare him to boxing like Mayweather, right? He's had 50 fights and, and zero losses. Nearly double that. Like, 29 fights is no losses is an amazing feat. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Is it a, is it a massive stint to call him the, the best fighter of all time? Never uh, I, th- I think he definitely deserves this. If you look at his list of opponents, he's not dodged anyone. Yeah. He's fought everyone at the top of the game. He fought McGregor when he was top of his game. Mm. Aurier when he was top of his game. Mm. Or, when they, or when they said they're top of the game. Yeah, I don't think and McGregor it's, uh, was. It's just big game. Nah. I don't think oh, McGregor no. was, but still he beat But him. he said he was. He yeah. said he was. And he, yeah. he made the world believe he was. Yeah, I, I don't... I personally, so I so Khabib fought him. I would love to see... I really wanted to see Khabib and McGregor again because I think McGregor's in a better headspace, I think. Um, and Khabib is still on top of his game. So I, I, I would have loved to have seen a rematch there, but it's been done. You know, I think well, I think his list of his list of oppositions was a lot stronger than Mayweather's was towards the end of his career. Yeah, so Mayweather started handpicking yeah. his fights of people over the hill mm. or people not as not as good and he wasn't getting the results as easily as he was. Everything was going to points and the fight was a lot more defensively so I think Khabib's just come out fighting every single time so I think he definitely earns the right to be called oh. to be called that um, and then if, if you want to quickly switch into boxing Alexander Yusek he fights Derek Chisora this weekend coming what's your prediction there? Lemoncello for sure well it's, well, it's Lemoncello's uh, best mate and he's, he's, yeah. Yeah, it is. I, like, I like the look of this Yusek but again Chisora's a big hitter and a big swinger mm. so he's always got a fighting chance hasn't he but technically yeah. wise Yusek looks amazing but has he been in the round uh, sorry in the ring with some someone like uh, Chisora who's an animal well uh, so. not not actually in fight terms yeah sparring I'm sure he definitely has but yeah Yusek actually put weight on now he's a, he's, he's a bigger heavyweight now than he ever has been before because he stepped up obviously from light heavyweight to heavyweight so he's um, he's a lot bigger than he's ever been before his fighting style is very similar to Lomachenko they're best mates they train together they do all the same mind games they do all the same exercises together um, so his footwork is going to be phenomenal it's going to be um, incredibly hard to hit and will that frustrate the likes of Chisora will, will, will that get him doing things he shouldn't be doing throwing punches and combinations or just really lashing out because he just doesn't have the patience to get near him well, and if he got it and you've got to and you've got to think the longer it goes on, you're going to take Yusek over Chisora in terms of endurance. Yeah, definitely. I think he'll be better prepared, better, better condition. But again, you know, you just don't know how these fights are going. They're a very strange year for fights with no crowd. Usually, the crowd would lift you, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit different as we've seen with the Lomachenko fight. You know, he, we we thought he was going to come out and blitz it, and therefore we were just we're all waiting for it to happen with a crowd there. I think it's different because that that spurs him on so yeah I think Yusuke I think Yusuke will win it and I think he'll win it convincingly 
Bang, there you go. Prediction, Sash. Lemonchenko. percent hey. He's got it covered. Him or Roy Jones Jr., one of the two, hey. I just realised we missed out uh, the Robert Whitaker fight as well, which was a cracker. Yeah, he won. He Next. won, but he, he won. <laughs> the, bloke, the bloke he fought, I can't remember his name, you might want to search it, but the bloke he fought was a an ex-heavyweight who dropped to light heavyweight, then dropped to middleweight. So How good is this? Been, this is, this is probably the, one of the most insightful shows that I've ever listened to. We had a conversation about the AFL Grand Final. I said, yeah, that Richmond bloke that got knocked out. <laughs> then, that Rob, then that fellow that Rob uh, Whitaker fought, don't know his name, might have to have a look it up. Le- Aren't Slamandera, we meant to be the sports broadcasters here? is it? No, you know what? We're, we're just, not perfect. We're just here for the last. Who wants, wants to be? Who wants to be perfect, Chris? No one wants to be perfect. It's hard, guys. It's hard. I want to be perfect. It's more perfect than the perfect uh, that I am. No, we're gonna wrap this up. My fucking head's getting worse. I'm literally shine off me forehead now. This is <laughs> fucked. You, you do my kids listen to this. You don't know this kid's that little idea. Carlos, no one is listening to this right now. <laughs> little kids, mate. Hey, mum, can I borrow your phone to go onto a podcast app and then listen to the sport? Podcast project. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't, Stephen. You're 13. Oh, but bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ma, the That's basically all I've got for you, but uh, if you want anything in closing, Albuna <laughs> wins tomorrow. And um, oh, Ashron wins on Saturday at the Lexus Stakes at Flemington. Nice. Yeah. Hey, Ashram, can I, I just want to finish off, though. Um, even though we did have a joke about it, about community sport and stuff like that. Um, you know, massive, it's been a massive effort from everyone who's been involved in either rugby league <coughs> or soccer. Rugby Union over the last what six months to just to get community sport out there and without the committees and all the hard work of the volunteers you know we wouldn't have community sport um, so you know just want to say a massive thank you to all those that volunteer and take part in the community sport and our, our club the club uh, at Port Kembla Pumas you know great committee with Mario Adrian and uh, Timmer and Kappa, you know, they've done an outstanding job in making sure that the club... Is that Warwick? Goes on. Warwick, Kappa. <laughs> that could not have got more Australia if you tried, Rick. Kappa and Depa and Sepa and Yepa. Tim and Kappa. I knew this was a segue to the Port Kembla Pumas and this is... I can guarantee you now, I can guarantee you now, Carlo was out with them on the weekend. He was steaming pissed. I guarantee you <laughs> that they've bought his beers for a shout out tonight and they fucking reminded her about it earlier. Well, there there you do. I, I, uh, Look, Doug, I, I, I agree with all everything you said, right? Everyone of the volunteers are there, like country rugby league and all the rest. It wouldn't be possible without yeah. you, but the poor Kemba Pumas can go fuck themselves. <laughs> now, let's wrap this up. It's not very nice. That I'm going to find out. They're gonna, I'm going to tell them where you live. Well, no, I, love him, I love them. I love them. I love them. Anyone who can accept you with everyone who can accept you with open arms, Carlo, you, they've got to be special people. Get around the Port Kembla Pumas and Robbo and Robbo and bloody Wacko. Timo. 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 Mimo. Reman. Wacko. Jacko. Honestly, it's been, they, they've done a massive effort. It's been, it's been really good uh, for everyone. They put up with your fucking lack of talent and ability, so yeah, oh, they've done something oh, right. Only player in 25 years who played all four grades in a season. Boom. Booyah. Hmm, I'm leaving. Mate, you look like a Mr. Potato Head then, when you <laughs> <laughs> You look like a big potato with a couple of toothpicks sticking out. 
Uh, what's this, Chris? It's a pee on a fork, isn't it, Carlo? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what you're all to me? All right, oh, see you later. All right, see you, see you later. Tuesday, I'm going. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> yeah, don't forget to like, subscribe, Sport Project oh, yeah. Podcast, MySpace, get around it. I don't even know the handles. Facebook, Bookface, all the rest, <laughs> all the platforms, and we are on all podcast platforms, uh, so get around it. Yeah. See you next Tuesday. See ya. Ciao.